0: Welcome, back, guys, to the From the Stands podcast with your hosts Alec Wojcik and Alex Rodriguez. And today we are going to go over the this last round of games, Match Week 5, Match Day 5. Wow, I'm already uh, screwing up my words. Yeah. Anyway, Match Day 5, a <laughs> uh, lot of surprises, a lot of interesting results, not a lot we would expect. Just keep in mind, this was the international window, so there was a lot of players missing from a lot of different clubs. Uh, Atlanta, yeah, y'all. Yeah, that, especially Atlanta, yeah. Y'all have no backups, no backups at all. And that uh, that that got exposed. So first off, we'll, just, we'll, we'll start off we'll, since we're already talking about Atlanta. Let's just talk about them. 6-1. 6-1. 6-1 against Columbus, which is insane. Um, so, yeah, Atlanta started off their season all right. You know, 2-1 uh, against San Jose. Then they continued on to tie Toronto. They beat Charlotte as anybody should beat Charlotte, because Charlotte is a terrible, terrible team. They beat Portland five one. Okay, that, that was that was crazy. We we were like, okay, maybe we're underestimating Atlanta
1: <laughs> LA United. And then go ahead, what happened? What happened this past weekend?
0: Oh yeah, so you know Atlanta, Atlanta fans they're rejoicing. They're like, okay, we moved on from the Jose Martinez uh, era, where you know he was our greatest ever player. We're looking for just a new identity because we haven't been good since we won the MLS Cup. Then, bam, one league later in Columbus, <laughs> six goals are conceded against them. And to be fair to Atlanta, they're missing a lot of guys, but that should that sh- that's not an excuse to get yeah. Six I mean, look past you.
1: Look, yeah. To of course, uh, missing Miles Robinson is a big deal, and Tiago Amada. But to lose 6-1, like, I understand, okay, it's a way match. All right, fine. You're missing some of your best players. You know you got to dig deep at Columbus. Columbus isn't even doing anything fantastic either. Uh, It's just the fact you showed up and you got blown out the park. I just don't understand how you win 5-1 and then you
0: lose worse than the way you won. So uh, make it make sense. Yeah, and Columbus is not not even doing that hot. You, then again, this is still beginning stages of the season. You know, it's only the fifth fifth game that anybody's played. Columbus started the season losing four to one. Then they beat DC. They turned it around. They got a win, a win that they needed. Tied Toronto, lost to the Red Bulls, which is embarrassing in itself. But I guess it's okay for. It's okay for Columbus standards. Then out of just nowhere, they just come out and they just beat Atlanta United 6-1, to which is yeah. pretty
1: embarrassing. So, all right, so, look, all right, we, we were thinking Atlanta United, we, we're getting back on, onto their track, right, of a pretty good tra- trajectory. Do we think now it's, is it stopping, it's coming to a halt, or are they still going to come out after international window and keep playing how they were? Mm-hmm. I mean,
0: I think they'll I think they'll get back on track because I think they're, they'll they're, get back on track, yeah. Um, cuz I don't even know who do they play next? I don't know who they play next, but look, they're going to get everybody back that they so desperately need. All these guys who are actually vital just in their team. Since so, like we said, they don't have a lot of depth. They don't have another number 10 to replace their World Cup winner who's having an insane start to his season so far, who's most definitely going to be leaving either in the summer at the end of <laughs> end of the this there's no he's too good for the mls and yeah he's would, too good he's too good for the mls but right. i think atlanta i think atlanta will get back on track um see they well this is the thing though they play new york red bulls they play new york red bulls next that should realistically be a win. Okay. Guessing. New York right. Red Bulls have not done, or New Jersey Red Bulls, whatever you want to call them. They just they haven't done anything special so far this season.
1: All right. So enough about LA United. Yeah. Do you stopped. want to? Know, do you want to know the other shock that I was? I want to know what shocked
0: you this past. Bro, this past match day.
1: St. Louis going uh, up to five and zero, beating RSL four 0 at Rio Tinto is Stadium. What's what is going on? What is going on? How is St. Louis? On this insane trajectory to make MLS history. Like, this is insane. To win 4 0 at RSL, RSL was even having a bad season either. Um,
0: St. Louis is just killing it. Yeah, this um, is insane from an expansion club standpoint because, look, you know. oh, yeah, go, go ahead. ahead. Sorry, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Now you go ahead.
1: Look, no, I'm just saying that the fact that they like you said for an expansion side to come out the gate so strong is impressive look we can take into account the teams they played so far oh yeah I was gonna get right
0: into that yeah look they, they... look three two against Austin that's how they okay. began a the season which was a big shock they were losing they came back obviously they had help from uh, Austin FC's number one pick in their in their draft yeah now um, now yeah. he got demoted
1: he also got demoted yeah.
0: into the second in the reserves that was nice he's, he's terrible anyway so they beat Austin. That's a big shock because, sucks for us to say it, but Austin was good last year, and they were a team that, you know, you had to you had to beat because yeah. they were actually good. Uh, they go into Charlotte. Charlotte's terrible. So, okay, they, they won again. So, that's two. That's two. Portland, now you got to consider Portland, yes, are a historically decent side or a good side in the MLS. Yeah, but – they are so depleted right now, so depleted, like their team, just injuries after injuries after injuries, is just hampering the squad down. Yes. So realistically, I guess you could say yes, they should win, they should get something out of that, and then they go on to beat San Jose Three nil, um, And they, that, that's RS- expected, and then they yeah, go to they,
1: RSL and win four nil, right? Um, which is that, crazy. Yeah, so the thing about Austin, too, is that it was away at Q2. Uh, frustrating to say, it's actually hard to win there. Um, same with Portland. Uh, going to Portland or Providence Park is not easy at all. Um, so, look, we we say that this is very impressive. Um, LA Galaxy, just this past weekend, uh, only got a draw out of Portland. That was an exciting game to watch. If you didn't watch it, please watch highlights. Um, but that was very exciting. But... Uh, for St. Louis to get points like this, this is pretty impressive. Look, the next match is against Minnesota, um, but I'm really excited to see how they get tested against the Sounders in Cincinnati. I think those are going to be their best two uh, opportunities to show they belong to be at the top of
0: the table. So do you think that this is just a crazy thing? you think it's like, a fluke? Do you think it's a fluke? It's just like... Dude, it can't be. You, you just don't go 5-0 and by accident. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's fair. And that's, like I said, it's crazy for an expansion side. And they even got they even got crap for – like, it's not normal, right? So designated players usually bring in like a really, really good midfielder or a like really good attacker. Yeah. Um, Occasionally maybe you'll bring in a defender. Um, I don't know if like Ashley Cole or Nikel Young back in the day for LA Galaxy was on a DP. No, Steven Gerrard was. Uh, Like all those guys, you know. Those are like the DPs, the normal DPs that we've kind of got used to in the MLS. They went out, they got Roman Berkey from Borussia Dortmund. They said, hey, we're gonna give this guy DP money. And apparently he's paid off. They got a lot of criticism for doing this. Cause like, why would we waste one of three spots that we're given um, on, on a goalkeeper for yeah. one who's a DP? If anyone paid attention to Dortmund back in the day, like I know we might've, I know I did yeah. uh, from living overseas. But Roman Berkey was actually a decent keeper. Like, I really rated him. So It, it was part be, of
1: Dortmund's best, best seasons when they were in the Champions League.
0: Yeah. So, yes, Roman Berkey, I think, is a very, very, very good because you don't see a lot of goalkeepers, unless they're American, coming from overseas into the MLS. And he's really asserted himself uh, so far. And I think he's been really uh, just like a really key into their success so far. So, yeah, you just have to rate what St. Louis has done. Yeah. And, so, past like, five games.
1: Look, we know it's 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 turning out to not be a fluke. I mean, to go five and zero oh is crazy. Um, like I said, I'm just really excited to see how well they actually do against decent opponents, uh, Seattle Sounders and Cincinnati or FC Cincinnati. So,
0: props to you, St. Louis. Uh, us at the Dynamo. Wish we were like you. Oh, so do I, FC Dallas. Um, <laughs> another one I really did want to, you know, kind of focus on was Inter-Miami and how, they, yeah. <laughs> how they, and, and how they had us believing that they were actually the good side. So my whole thing on my little uh, note sheet here is that Inter-Miami are frauds, and they are, and let me tell you why. Inter-Miami started off the season pretty good. They had two wins in their first games. Uh, I think they had back to back clean sheets. You know, Phil Neville, you know, he's looking a little confident because you know, a lot this is probably one of the more I guess you could say hype expansion sites to ever come into the MLS because it was David Beckham. We've been hearing about this for years. David Beckham was the guy that was about to bring a team to Miami. Miami was about to be the new LA Galaxy because that was the team that was popping off at that time when this whole rumor mill started going. Yeah. And you know, it was just exciting. Um then, uh, as we, as you and I have both seen, that is not how it's turned out at all. Nope. it's been a, you know, just complete downhill, really crappy stadium they have. Uh, I think <laughs> it's the dude. It's just like, yeah, it is bad. It is. It's just ugly. like you just like it's a piece of just really big metal, and you just tilted it up and just slanted it, and you just put yeah. four corners. Like not even there's no corners there either. I mean, it's they probably, they put a little bit of spray paint on it, and they were like, all right, this is our home. This is our home. Anyway, um yeah, so inter Miami actually started the season out good. They finally went to the playoffs last season. They lost a lot of key players. Um obviously they didn't have Matweedy anymore. He was done, Higuaini was done. Um can't really think of anybody else of great importance for them because they just haven't been that team that's had notable players come in yet. I mean this season yeah. they got uh uh Joseph Martinez, but he hasn't done anything yet for them either, which is insane. No. Like like they're I don't know. We thought like, it was going mean, to be a look, massive free agent signing, and then he hasn't done anything so far. But uh, yeah, into Miami, they lost three to two at home to Chicago. Yeah. which I mean, is crazy in itself. The team that plays in front of two thousand people every single week—you <laughs> uh, know, just they're somehow, just like the Red Bulls now, except uh, they don't
1: have a good academy. So, um, I don't know. but look, I, I think we kind of we maybe gave inner miami too much credit um tied 2-2 with awesome preseason but their opener they beat montreal which at the time we thought was impressive but montreal has gone to a complete downhill um they beat philadelphia philadelphia um the union just haven't had the same season they had last uh last season so i'm not particularly too shocked but of course beating the union is a pretty good result uh, then they lose to NYCFC, and then you lose to Toronto. Now you're off a three-two loss against Chicago. So where does where does it go now? You have to bounce back against Cincinnati and FC Dallas. I just don't know how God. well they're going to bounce back. That's going to hey, they'll do good against FC
0: Dallas. Don't get me wrong there. <laughs> um, but yeah, look, Inter Miami losing, then you have like Chicago. Like overall, just losing to Chicago. I'm not trying to say yeah. and bash on Chicago you know what I mean because I like them I really do I think they <laughs> no, have a, bro. <laughs> no. no okay. don't. I don't like them per se but I think they have a great city where they could have a good team just they really could everything has gone wrong for them like terrible they've done nothing right yeah they've done nothing right management wise anything um, what's Shakiri
1: what done so far
0: I don't I have no idea is has he still he playing it? for them yeah I mean he, I'm pretty sure <laughs> so i pretty sure where the captains are man you just don't hear about them yeah, maybe he scored a couple penalties. Oh, or not, he's making
1: bang too, right?
0: He's up there. I mean, Dude, he's yeah. not—he's not making as much as Insigne, who's on fifteen million dollars, I think, or whatever it is. But look, so like Chicago, three ties. They've only had one win this season, one loss. So I guess you can't say Chicago were terrible. But for Inter Miami standards, who want to be the best team in the MLS, or that was their goal. It's not happening so far. It's not. So. And then speaking of the best team in the MLS, LAFC are looking <laughs> a little bit questionable. I will not lie. Okay, Questionable? You know, look, 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 Did look, look, we watch look. the same game? Were they good? They, no. Bro, they were
1: pounding FC Dallas. Come oh, on. and look who they only were beat, po- a beat us
0: 2-1 with 10 men. Nah, we, nah, nah, nah. It you should have up. been worse. It should have been, been, but they suck. All right, so, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I'm saying, look. LAFC does not look like the LAFC that we've come to know and enjoy and like watch all the time.
1: I still think best team in the league though.
0: Okay, yes, I think okay. they are too, but okay. they're not playing. Like, you, I think you could agree with me that they're not playing the way that they usually have played. Okay, does
1: that come down to their finishing? Yeah, their finishing is terrible. I don't okay. know. So, Carlos so, so Carlos it might Varela's be a, a ghost. You, uh, so it might be Chicho Arango that they're
0: missing, right? Maybe. I don't know. I mean, I.
1: I mean, I think like that that clinical aspect. I really wish they kept Orango because he was so clinical. He was always so scoring good. goals, and He's then they so just let good. him go. And I was like, I don't know how you replace that. And I feel like LAFC might be facing the repercussions, but it's it's really hard to say when you got Bolonga. Who,
0: look, like, I want to say this, okay? I, I look, look, LAFC fans who may be listening. I'm not saying your team is bad. I just don't think you guys are as clinical as you were in previous seasons because as an FC Dallas fan watching the game, you guys should have scored a billion goals on us because we look terrible from the first second of that game. But anyway, look, look, LAFC, they have Bawanga. I don't know. If, I forgot. Was he there last season or did they bring him in this season? I think he was, but he was like a, he was more or less like a sub. So, look, he's on international duty. That game ends. He flies back. He gets to, like, the state or, like, back to L.A. like an hour or two before, like, he has to be at the stadium. And he comes off the bench and he scores the winning goal against my team. This is crazy. So, look, this is my, like, this whole thing. LAFC just doesn't look as clinical as previous years. And I'm not saying they're a bad team. I'm pretty sure they're still going to be competing for the title. Like, obviously, still early. I'm not trying to push them down completely. but Yeah, they will, though. They don't look uh as the most exciting team in the league as we've known to watch in the past they're not them i guess you could say i I think for me is i
1: i kind of wish vela was more i i wish he was quicker but i don't know if you agree but i feel like carlos vela is like super slow on the ball but i can't tell if it's him being like smart and he's like just one step ahead of everyone and he's just taking it like a slower pace and then he just plays a really nice ball through, um, but Carlos Vela, I don't know. After sen- after signing his his contract, he just hasn't been the same that we knew was him
0: when LAFC first came to the league. So, I mean, I obviously, like he came in the league years and years ago, but still, like obviously, like we know Carlos Vela to be one of the more the best players in the MLS. Yeah, and like I don't know. It's just like maybe there's just some weird like post championship funk going around and i'm like this isn't a funk i guess you could say this isn't like a a bad spell for them uh i mean they won four nil against new england which i like, we get kind of guess shows their ruthlessness in front of goal they did win 3-2 against portland but they let portland come back into the game way late and they look shaky their back line has looked shaky kielini especially kielini was not a mate like like it's Keelini, one of the, the greatest Italian <laughs> defenders of all time. But he didn't the look pace. that good that he didn't look that good against FC Dallas. So, um and they also tied Seattle Sounders, who I guess you can argue are one of the better teams this year. But it's just like LAFC just looks different. I'm not saying they're bad. I'm not saying they're not good. I'm not saying their players can't do anything, because they obviously can. Look at the look at the league table, and look at the results. They just don't have that like edge that you really expect anymore from from that team
1: especially when you know lafc can kill you on the counter i felt like watching them just just in the beginning of the season it hasn't looked as if they're as clinical um but we'll see what uh steve tron does for the future um i don't know if you want to talk about
0: your team though how well you did against lafc Uh, i'll get into that second but really (laughs) wrapping up like that whole thing um some maybe I guess surprises. I guess New England are at the top of the Eastern Conference. Cincinnati at second. Orlando at fourth. Um, really, every other teams kind of in that whole situation again. Did you just tw- skip third. Atlanta United. I just went. I was just na- Yeah, I did. Uh, I did yeah, skip third. I, I, I was like, am I retarded? <laughs> or are you retarded? Nah, no, 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 no. Um, no. New England, Cincinnati, Atlanta, Orlando. Uh, no, really. I guess quote unquote surprises there. Maybe New York City is not doing as well. Two wins, one. High two losses, not doing as hot. Philadelphia as well. Toronto should be way up there. I get Insigne, I don't believe, is back yet from his injury. But come on you got to be doing way better than you know, expected. Like signing Matt Hedges, a really experienced defender in the back line. Then you have Bernadeschi, and you have all these other guys, and you have Insigne who's supposed to be coming back eventually. You should be, you know, higher high up the table, but I guess we can't be too critical of them. Um, Who else in the Western Conference? St. Louis, obviously, crazy. Uh, Seattle Sounders, led by the great greatest player in U.S. national team history, Jordan Morris, um, scored four <laughs> goals the other night. Um, And all of you fans out there on Twitter, he does not deserve to be anywhere near the national team. So, No, no he doesn't. So I wouldn't even no just don't don't, just don't even talk about it jordan morris can still score like six
1: or eight goals in a match i still don't want him near the national team like i just cannot care enough for jordan morris to come back into the national team ever every time he steps on the pitch he produces nothing and he always looks like the weakest link it's actually sad to watch like i'm still shocked he was called into the world cup like it's insane but you know what? Props to him scoring four
0: goals, um, but it actually means nothing to us. Yeah, it, it means nothing to me. And I, my opinion will never change on him regarding the national team unless he moves abroad and starts doing something crazy overseas. Then maybe I'll be like, mm, maybe. But then again, no. I mean, he cause... went to
1: Swansea, right?
0: Yeah, but then he tore his ACL, so you can't, really, you can't really rate that move. I guess, but like, look, if you're still playing for Sounders, playing in the
1: Concave Champions League, I just feel like it could work out something,
0: but I don't know. I don't know. It's really not for us to judge. But let's get into the moment me and you've been both waiting for is to evaluate <laughs> FC Dallas and Houston Dynamo's season yes. so far. And you know, I wanna end the the show with my little rant. So how uh, would you okay. go ahead? How would you go on with uh, Houston Dynamo? You know, they're they seem to be going back up man I am so happy I See, am so happy hey, first off I want to point out like listen to last the last episode where he went on this whole rant about Houston Dynamo and just compare it to now then you'll be like oh wow <laughs> I am so happy right now I can't believe we beat NYCFC
1: like that's actually impressive I have to give the players props look like, we were we were at home it was it's gonna be melting in Houston for NYCFC but I could care less. I love the home field advantage. And we looked so much better than NYCFC. Like they were struggling out there. And it made me so happy because we had a defensive core unit who was high pressing and it wasn't players who were individually going out and pressing on their own. It was it was cohesive, same as a defensive structure. Everything looked fantastic. Especially when you know NYCFC have very strong players going forward. It made me so happy to still keep a clean sheet and win 1-0. Look, the thing is, I'm super happy now, but we had the same start last season. And I don't want to get ahead of myself because it upsets me so much because last season, I was so happy. I was like, look, we're flying. We're we're having a great start if if any of you guys watch the or if any of the listeners watch uh, the the projected chart of the uh, table from the MLS that they posted uh, for last season. the Houston dynamo they went straight up they were straight up for a couple weeks and then they stayed down and then they came down and stayed down like they never came up like maybe one spot. So. For me, I'm happy. I just hope we can continue this run. I mean, we play San Jose next um, and then LA Galaxy, but we play LA Galaxy at home, and I'm really excited to see what comes comes from that because we've only played away games so far um, except for our win against Austin and NYCFC. Uh, yeah, I mean,
0: I guess I have to give credit to Houston. You know, they turned around the beginning of their season with the embarrassing loss in New, New England, but who knew New England would be first? Let's, <laughs> be, on, let's be honest here. yeah. Let's be honest here, and who thought at the beginning of the season that? Ben o- Ben Olsen, right? You're, yep, ben you're...
1: Olsen. How is he putting this team together? Look, I mean, look, last season, we didn't have a real – like. so we had – our squad basically got replaced in half. Like, our new squad has brought in – Has
0: Sebastian Ferreira done anything yet?
1: Nope, but he came on against NYCFC, and he was actually a really good number nine. Like we were just pinging the ball to him, just trying to relieve pressure, and he actually did had good hold up play. So I don't, I don't even care. Um, Hector Herrera is just taking this club by the neck and is making a hiss. I love it. I'm really hoping we can get uh, some fans
0: back in the stadium because Houston, yeah, should, I, I, I Houston saw this. should be roaring. I saw this. <laughs> Excuse me, but I saw this um a tweet, and I think it was from one of the like Houston Dynamo like podcasts maybe, and the the main thing that they were talking about was how one side of the stadium is usually like just empty or whatever it was. I don't know if it's like the the side that the camera always faces or it's the side that the the camera is like coming from. Yeah, Yeah, but just like it's so sad to see when you look around. The stadium, like whenever you watch a Houston game, the only noise that's just coming is from the supporter section. Then you just look around and it's just empty, empty, empty seats. Even yeah. for the game against Austin. Like, I don't know. They're, like, I don't know what happened to that excitement when Hector Herrera got there. Because me and you both know when we went to the the 50th uh Texas Derby, the real Texas Derby, uh, <laughs> that thing was sold out. Yeah, completely sold out. Then after that, eh, just it just went, it just went back.
1: Yeah, I mean, look, I mean, this MOS still faces the same problems with, uh, Chicago as we mentioned, uh, Soldier Field. That is San Jose. Yeah, San Jose the and the Red Bulls. The Red Bulls don't have anyone going to the game because like, nothing's insane. exciting happening
0: at New York Red Bulls. That's so, why we never, we never talk about them.
1: So that's why for me, I'm not necessarily upset um, that it's happening because I know other clubs are facing the same issues uh but i feel like with a lot of the mls clubs is that it's when you when you win a trophy you have a you have an amazing fan base but after a couple years and you start going downward in trajectory, it's so hard to get fans back into the stadium unless you have a great season so for me i i don't mind it i just know that only the true supporters go every weekend and i can only give them props because if i lived in houston i'd be there every weekend
0: that is fair and i think it's time to get into the great old fc dallas i can't i cannot wait for you to start talking about what happened that game okay let's uh let's set the picture guys um saturday this past saturday that just happened you know i have a pretty good day with my family you know we're eating we're just talking we're talking about the future we're doing all this other stuff we're having a great time but then I look at my I look at the you know my little watch on my my wrist. I'm like, okay, it's time to go home. Turn on the FC Dallas game. I think hopefully we can get a result. I don't. doubt. Da- like I okay. I went into this because even Alex knows I did not expect us to win because we don't look good. We don't look good despite you know clawing away. Like I mean, it's it's with.
1: LAFC away. Like it's actually really hard to get points anyway. So
0: yeah, like that's why I wasn't trying to be exactly too harsh of it, but. Oh, they couldn't not just put just put into perspective, or like just paint the picture that was about to unfold for me. Yes, L. A. got all right. Oh my gosh, L. A. F. C. beat us two to one. But you may think, oh, maybe it was a close game. No, it was not. Anyway, L. A. F. C. come out. Um, I I forgot who kicked off, but it was terrible. We start just playing these terrible passes or whatever. Then eventually it gets back to Martin Post, our goalkeeper. Martin Pusar blindly just says ah. scoops the ball like not as a scoop it kicks it a little bit not even like 20 yards away it's intercepted i think by uh by tillman and okay. tillman just starts driving in and i'm like oh no no way no way and he just shoots it and it goes in this is like the third minute and i'm like are you kidding me are you kidding me already and i'm like this is insane this is this is insane
1: so a good then, start okay uh yeah, it's a uh, great start for us. Also, uh, third minute,
0: right? Something like that. I, <laughs> yeah. Third,
1: fifth, third minute to start going
0: one 0 down. Against LAFC. Yeah, yeah, it was. A, a, uh, <laughs> yeah, third minute. Timothy Tillman. I was right. Anyway, so yeah, the game continues. Eventually, we actually score a goal. But guess what? Yader Ob uh, Yader Obián. Terrible. I hate him. By the way, he's a terrible player. Um. He's in the way of the goalkeeper, so it's obstruction. The goals ruled off. Um, now it's one 0 again. Then later on, something Tomasi, the worst right back to ever no, not even the worst right back, the worst soccer player to ever exist on this. That's earth. a bit harsh. No, he's terrible. Nah, nah, no, that's a bit harsh. No, no. Nah, nah, nah. No, you he's don't know no, actually. <laughs> you get to watch him week in, week out. No. <laughs> I don't care. After that display, like, we bought a right back for one point whatever million dollars. Let's use him instead of the, the dude that who sucks. Anyway, even though Giovanni Jesus got absolutely destroyed in that game, like, embarrassed. Uh, there, there's clips out there somewhere if you want to look at it. <laughs> anyway, he gets a red card for uh throwing his elbow into a player's face. He gets sent off. Now we're down to 10 men. It makes it even difficult. Yader O'Brien is thankfully taken off the field. We I forgot who we put on for him. Um, this is all the first half too. Yeah, this is right? all the first half too. Just keep that in mind. <laughs> and then later on, uh, just the the game just keeps on going and going and going. We're getting hammered and hammered and hammered. Yeah, it was
1: relentless from LAFC. Then, I think that's that's why we get back to the point that they're finishing, or yeah, it's, it isn't quite there. That's why they're not
0: the same team as as before. There's they're not as clinical because the be opportunities honest, are always are endless. Our backline is a complete mess, a complete, complete mess. Ever since Matt Hedges left, it's just been terrible back there. Well, I um, mean, you signed uh, what, Ibiago from LAFC? Oh, I, I after watching him, I don't rate him very highly. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. Anyway, Bro, LAFC,
1: it, wait, hold on. LAFC had twenty-one shots against. Yes, you? yeah, we'll we'll get oh, to but it. But anyway, felt like it.
0: Yeah, it did. So, so uh, Tafari he scores. I'm like, oh, my gosh, we're going to rescue. I was so happy with the tie. I know. But literally, you texted me I was like, oh, my God, we're back. I was like, hell no. I didn't say we're back. I said, oh, my yeah. gosh, hey, we you scored. Tweeted,
1: you tweeted. I said, OMG,
0: we scored. Anyway. Uh, yeah. All right, stop cutting me off. I'll beat you up. Anyway. So, Tafari scores, but I'm like, okay, but there's, like, still 20-plus minutes left. Yeah. Um, in Nzabeling in fouls. I forgot who it was in the box. It looked – it was the softest, softest penalty ever. Carlos Vela was going down anyway. The referees in this game, absolutely terrible. I'm just going to say that. Anyway, it's a penalty, and I'm like, okay, I feel confident because Martin Poss saved two penalties in the game before. And he saved penalties against LA Galaxy, and he's he's good. He's a good penalty stop, you know. He, he knows how to make saves and penalties <laughs> is what I'm trying to say. He's a good shot stopper. I, I, I was getting too worked up there. It's okay, bro. It's okay. <laughs> Carlos Vela hits the crossbar. I'm like, oh crap! Like, screw you, Carlos Vela. I tweeted it out. I said you're a diving piece. of you know what? <laughs> and then they have a corner kick. Uh, and then somehow Boanga from the tightest of angles puts it past uh Ibi- Ibiago, Ibiaga. I don't even know how to say his name right now. Just because Whatever his
1: name is, he's terrible. Well, I don't think Mar- uh, your goalkeeper couldn't see it, right? Just he couldn't see he- it because yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: he missed the clearance. It should have been an easy clearance, and he just completely whiffed it. So Martin <laughs> Potts is stuck there. He's like, oh, the ball just went into the net. So anyway, we lose this game. But this thing, we've not started the season off good at all. We lost our home opener. Then we beat LA Galaxy. And, and then we beat Sporting Kansas City, which is the worst team in the league, by the way. The worst team in the league, we only beat them by one or whatever it was in the last 10 minutes of the game. And the thing in LAFC, we could have actually realistically got back into the game. I'm not even trying to just say it, but just like seeing how things were going. And we even scored. If we didn't get the red card, it would, I think it would be a little bit different story. Not saying we would have won, but I'd say would have been more of a fight. We have no options anywhere. And this is my problem with the entire FC Dallas like organization, the Hunt family, who never want to spend any money on this team. And it pisses me off like so much. Because yeah. look at teams in the past that we've like, I mean, we've only won one trophy in the past 10 years or whatever it was. Um we won the US Open Cup. But look who we kind of had around us. We had Maxi Rudy, who was actually decent for us. We still had Matt Hedges. We had uh uh, Fabian Castillo, Castillo uh, who was an energetic, pacey, great winger. We had Amaro Diaz. We had a lot of guys who were actually good. That's when we actually – it shows the result of putting together a good team. Bro, and You, you ha- have
1: the God, Jesus Ferreira, on your squad. Shut your mouth. He's like, oh, <laughs> I not But look. I, I, wait, I was surprised you didn't talk about
0: that moment in, but before the first half ended. Oh, uh, I, I, I I'll get to it. But look, the <laughs> – I've said this. I've said this before, but like, I've said it on on our Twitter. If you want to check it out at the Stands Pod, just just saying, just putting From that the out there, guys. Pod. From the Stands Pod. See, I can't even get it right. I'm so mad. But look, this team doesn't invest enough at all. We have no options off the bench. I'm tired of being that team that is just known for producing academy players and just the shipping of them out. So my real question to you is, where did all the Ricardo Pepe money go? <laughs> 20 million dollars to iceberg and where did it go did it go to the kansas city chiefs the dan hunt family did it go there did it you go know, there? because i mean they won know, the super bowl they won exactly. the super bowl so maybe it did go to them i don't understand it i don't understand why if you're a sports club owner like, there there was a video of him saying, oh, yeah, we're looking, uh, you know, maybe like one signing. No, there's a lot of signings that need to be made in this entire team. It's ridiculous. We don't have options. We don't have a good backup for Jesus Ferreira when he's not doing good. That Jimenez, that Jesus Jimenez guy or whoever he is, he's not, like, I mean, fair enough to him. He hasn't been given the opportunity to really do anything yet. We have no wingers. Sebastian Lejet decides it's going to be a great <laughs> idea to go cheat on his on his girlfriend or fiance. It it ain't no regular girlfriend or fiance. No, it's not right. It's Becky G. (laughs) Becky G he cheats on. So he's going to be out for personal reasons. He didn't play in the LAFC game. So who knows how long he's going to be gone. He's definitely not going to be accepted, in my opinion, by the fan base really because like what? Because your team decided to take a trip to Spain and also Jesus Ferreira stood by and let it happen. Who's supposed to be the captain of this team? No. We have no good options anywhere in the field. Like. If we go down injured, like Paxton Palma has injury problem, like it's not gonna get any better. It's not. It's not good for us. And I'll say it like Paul Aurel hasn't done anything this season either. Our backline looks terrible. The only reason we haven't been uh lost every single game is Martin Paz because he's a ridiculous goalkeeper. And I don't know how we got him. But this team needs like investments now. There's yeah. no way we can keep going anymore. By not like uh, just investing into the team and putting more quality players on the field, because we're the oldest team in the league, we haven't even won the MLS Cup. When's the last time we competed for it? Competed for it years ago. Our rivals, fair. Houston Dynamo, won it in the first two years that they were in the stupid ass league. <laughs> the first two years, then they went back to back to the MLS Cup again. Yet, yeah, fair enough, they lost. But then you have Austin FC who actually cares about their team. They are putting players on the field that is competing for the MLS Cup. Ah, look, my whole thing just to that wrap that up. That definitely felt nice. Yeah, I hated saying. I hate that I just, you know, said that, but yeah, it's a, it's a point. You have to like you have to admit that's a point. We're the yeah. oldest team in the league or one of the oldest teams in the league and we haven't even challenged for the MLS Cup because nobody at this club wants to invest or put good players on the field because we're too focused on being the the team that produces for other teams and puts players in the United States national team. That's what we're known for, guys. But yeah, sorry, guys, that's been my rant. I don't know how I think I went 10 minutes there. That was crazy. That was pretty we, good. It was pretty, that was pretty good. good. Did you like that? Yeah, hopefully, that was nice. Hopefully somebody listens to it. I told yeah, you that I mean- uh, I tweeted at Dan Hunt. I don't think he saw my thing, but I got some words for you, man, if you ever want to listen to them, But, uh, dang, I'm trying to catch yeah. my breath. How was dang. that? You like that? No, that was great. I mean, that's a great way to end the podcast today. Yeah, that was great. I can't wait to listen back. I've never listened to one of our podcasts. So <laughs> I'm pretty sure I'm going to be listening to that one. But, yeah. anyway, guys, uh, so this is recorded on Monday. Uh, United States plays later, so um, we're going to go watch that, and we'll have an analysis <laughs> for you. Some time to analyze both of the games. Um, of course, we'll be back for the Match Week 6 or Match Day 6. And that has been From the Stands Pod. We shall catch you guys next time. See you.